Poso maoni work, wai wainan kitana ni mua e yoski piataya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis piataya posnapi notaman and e hisikimaka e yoso matnamineho kihi. listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wapus, and today we have a special announcement that Gary Dodge Jr. is once again going to be our co-host. So welcome back, Gary. It's glad to be back. And as always, we have Vaughn Bowles, Public Information Officer for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin, joining us today. Welcome, Vaughn. Good morning. So with the recent COVID-19 outbreak at the tribal school, will they be going virtual for the remainder of the year? They're not planning on doing virtual school the remainder of the year. Uh, They're currently working on sterilizing the facility uh, and also waiting for students to finish their uh, isolation period. But they are planning on bringing students back and having um, a a full accoutrement of of activities and stuff for the students uh, when they return. So they are still planning on returning to in-person learning. Okay. Uh, Will students have to be fully vaccinated for in-person learning? So that that falls into a couple different questionable categories. Right now, uh, vaccines are only approved for ages 12 and up, um, which most of the students in the you know the tribal school don't fall into that age group, unfortunately. Um, but they're they're looking towards that. Uh, the the mandate would have to come from the state level, saying that all children need to be vaccinated. But all of those vaccines would have to be FDA approved prior to, you know, making that sort of announcement. So um, it's possible. They've talked about it. Sorry, not just you... emergency. Right. Not use. just emergency use in this okay. case. It'd have to be approved. Okay. Okay. And then with that, did the CDC lower the age allowed for the vaccine? They've not lowered the age for the, the Pfizer vaccine past 12 yet. Um, I know Moderna and Johnson & Johnson are also uh, conducting their studies um, and testing out various dosages uh, for children that are under the age of 12. Um, so we're still waiting back to hear the full information from those reports. Seems like they're getting close, though. <laughs> they are getting close. And we, we do hear rumors of them getting closer. And they're always like, it's a month away. It's a couple of weeks away. Maybe a yeah. couple more weeks away. But yeah, yeah they are, they're approaching that threshold at this point, we think. And then have booster shots from Moderna been authorized? Uh, I haven't seen any authorizations for Moderna booster yet. Uh, that's part of what they're working on as well in some of those studies. Uh, so not yet. Um, so when it is approved, because again, that seems like it's going to happen pretty soon, uh, we can probably expect. Um, how soon would the tribe be able to start giving them out? So the tribe, so then it becomes a supply and demand issue with the tribe. Technically, we're, we're ready and we're set up to start administering boosters, have records of who needs them already. Um, and the question is, can, can we supply enough? Because as soon as they approve them, we'll have well over a thousand individuals that'll be eligible for the boosters. Um, then it just becomes, you know, supply and distribution question. And then, you know, kind of who gets it first. Um, and it'll roll out kind of like it did when when vaccines initially did. So that's kind of where we're leading with that. So I know you mentioned that it was going to be similar to when the vaccine was first available. Are you basically reusing those same categories just like you did uh, for the first time? 
Essentially, yeah. The CDC recommends, first off, your seniors, anyone older than 65. Um, after that, any adult living in any long-term care setting. Um, and then those with underlying medical conditions. Um, and they've kind of expanded that list uh, since the first time the, the shots were distributed. And now it includes, you know, any individual that's um, either fighting cancer or is a cancer survivor, um, anyone that's had chronic liver or kidney diseases, um, anyone with dementia or neurological conditions, Down syndrome, heart conditions, um, and then of course, immunocompromised. Um, and then they also include individuals that might've been smokers, um, had chronic lung disease, uh, the pregnant, or those with like sickle cell anemia, um, or anyone that's uh, had like HIV or any other immunocompromising disease. So they've, the, oh, or tuberculosis. So they've expanded the the criteria and stuff for who who can get it this next time around. Um, and then they talk about those who work in high risk um, settings, first responders, healthcare workers, um, educators. Uh, anyone involved in agriculture and food production and correction workers and postal workers, people like those, or transit workers as well. And then we can kind of expect things to trickle down the way they did last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, do you know why, like, neurological disorders are kind of included in that? I I don't know why they've newly included neurological orders. I think before they were – I know they were worried – about how the new vaccines would interact with individuals that had neurological disorders. Um, because in, in some cases, I guess things like MS, um, it can be, the condition can be exacerbated by various types of medications, various types of vaccinations. And they didn't want to um, put anyone that already was suffering with a long-term or chronic condition at a higher risk or put them in more pain. So um enough of them have received at this point that they can they can reasonably say it's safe for them to take at this point okay um so can you uh talk about the vaccination or vaccine clinic that's happening right now in the community yes right now we are running a both a covid vaccination clinic and flu vaccination clinic um, it's running Mondays through Thursdays uh, between October 18th and 21st, um, which would be next week, and the week after the 25th through the 29th. Uh, vaccinations are open from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, Walk-ins are welcome, and if you want to receive the uh, tribal incentive for being vaccinated for COVID, um, you can still receive a Johnson & Johnson shot. That would, that would fully qualify you for that. When is the cutoff for the incentive again? The cutoff for the incentive, I want to say, is technically the 28th um, because it's supposed to be the end of October. Um, and the la I believe that's the last Friday of the month. So, And that would be for, that would be for Johnson & Johnson only, right? Yeah, you, you could get a Johnson & Johnson right up to that point and you should be able to qualify for it since it's just the one shot. Um, and then I wanted to ask how we are doing right now uh, for our numbers locally. So locally, we're doing, it depends on how you want to look at it. Vaccination-wise, we're doing pretty well. Um, to, to date, you know, we've administered um, 9,598 shots. Um, that's total vaccinations for, um, you know, members of the community. These include Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson. Um, if you want to look at them broken down, we've got 7,800 Moderna, 3,944 um, first shots, and 3,800 
26 second shots. Um, we've given out 57 booster shots for Moderna. Um, Pfizer, we've given out a total of uh, 1,617. Um, 870 of those were first shots and 746 of those were second shots. And then we've given out 144 uh, Johnson & Johnson's shots. Um, as far as um, new uh, new cases go, um, our our seven our both our seven day and our fourteen day average of new cases has been trending down. Um, it's actually looking really good. It's um, it's below where we were last year, which is a really good sign. We kind of peaked, um, you know, mid September, and we've we've been going you know, down as far as the number of new cases, um, for the last week or so, we, we did unfortunately have another death related to COVID in the community. Um, so that's, that's truly unfortunate, but, um, the overall trend is, is looking, looking positive. And when I say looking positive, it's going down. So fewer cases, which is good for the community. Um, any final message for people this week? Just want to thank everyone that's uh, really made a push to get themselves vaccinated over the last couple of months. Really appreciate it. Um, we know, you know, thousands of people have responded and we really appreciate that effort. So thank you for, for taking part in, in uh, you know, lowering the, lowering the spread of COVID in the community. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Vaughn. You bet. Thank you. Waiwanan for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcasts. If you have any topic suggestions or questions about COVID-19, you can send those to us at podcast at mitw.org.